Uh, your turn. Oh, whoops. <laughs> You can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller, and welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. Yeah, if you have more than one friend, this podcast, not for you. No. You know yeah. what? I wish we could I wish we could let you listen to this, but yeah. uh we you, the cops would be all over us if we did that. Yeah, so you got to just Yeah, they'd be you know, they'd be we, on our trail. We'd have to run. We'd have to be on the run for the f- fugitive style for the rest right. of our life. Cuz the cops would be like, "We know what you did." You know what I mean? We right. know Last we summer. know you let right. We know you let uh, the guy with the rain slicker from I Know What You Did Last Summer. Listen, and he's got <laughs> more than one friend. Man, imagine if the, the killer from I Know What You Did Last Summer had more friends than us. Uh, that would be egg on our face. I mean, ooh, embarrassing. You know what I mean, a serial killer with uh, more popular than us. Actually, that's not uh, necessarily an um, odd thing, right? A lot of those serial killers were kind of very popular. It's like Jeffrey Dahmer, who, by the way... Yeah. Celebra- celebrity lookalike for me, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, <laughs> I guess you, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of Jeffrey Dahmer, but let's just say, uh, Dad. No, I'm just kidding. You know, God, I, let's say I've got a lot of uh, you know questions for my mom. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I think some of those folks were were, were very popular. All right, Pete. Uh, I think that's enough about serial killers for one episode here. Let's get into uh, the game for today, the two-player board game, because that's that's what this show is all about, right? Oh, um, right. But speaking of killers, this one I guess does have a killer. Andrew, in it. this one is called... we. Well, we don't know <laughs> if there's anybody in the building that he blew up. But Andrew, oh, we true. we got so close to being a true crime podcast, we were about to take off. But okay, oh. you want to go? You want to go off and be a podcast about? board games for two players doesn't seem uh, very lucrative but okay you know what i mean um yeah andrew we're talking about holmes colon sherlock and mycroft so it's all it's all about the two brothers the two holmes brothers sherlock holmes which everybody kind of knows no. and then mycroft holmes which only hardcore fans know about now two things i gotta say about this real quick yeah. one i'm right up front and pete i think you're with me on this i am not really a sherlock holmes right. person at all i don't know much more well than... andrew shows how much you know about me i'm a huge sherlock holmes guy no i, don't... <laughs> no, I mean no, I... everything i know about sherlock yeah. everything i know about sherlock holmes comes from those episodes of star trek where they go yeah. on the uh you know data does the sherlock holmes things in the what's that called the holodeck yeah so that's all i know about Sherlock Holmes. But um, my point was that I and had I haven't never... even seen that episode, so I know even less. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Oof, yeah. Uh, I had never heard of Mycroft before. Um, no. I've heard of but... Mike Rosoft. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> right. Mike Rosoft. You know, subtle, you know, sponsoring the show today, Microsoft. You know what I mean? Microsoft, uh, yeah. Get your vaccines. Honestly, you know they... They probably could have paid us a little bit more money, but I'm not going to complain too yeah. much. Um, they just all they did was the, inject a microchip in my uh, <laughs> my skin. Andrew, they injected a microcroft into my a microft, into my, uh, skin. Yeah, uh, yeah Mike, uh, Mycroft, uh, which is short for Microsoft, uh, is uh, Sherlock Holmes's brother. Yeah, I don't. Sherlock Holmes's uh, brother. I'm but, not exactly up on my Sherlock lore, but I'll tell you what, I got a lot of it in this game. I feel like, and uh, yeah. I'm kind of digging it. I mean, I well, let me yes. put it this way. I'm kind of digging how this game manual is written, basically. <laughs> my 
Wait, my, my so Mycroft is is Sherlock's brother, which I didn't yeah. know before. But my second point on this whole thing is, um, these are some. I mean, I don't want to be name shaming out there, but these are some really interesting names to name your kids. Sherlock. I mean, you don't yeah. mean anybody named Sherlock anymore. And Mycroft. That's his first name, right? I mean, I Mycroft any, is his first name. Yeah. Well, you know, so. I feel like back in the day, these were probably maybe on the top five popular lists of. You know, on the baby list, you think? like, uh, yeah, yeah, like, you know, how everybody is like Blake these days or like, uh, <laughs> uh, what was what's another name? Uh, Chase or something like, like that. You know what I mean? It's like, well, back then, Carter Mike, Mike or Croft, uh, yeah, Carter, you know, what yeah. I mean? yeah, back then it Stuff was like Mycroft. Yeah. It was people, people wearing, you know, fuzzy sweaters in front of a sign that says like love is love, love is where the home is or whatever. And it's like big announcement, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> expecting Mycroft Mycroft in, you know, (laughs) nine months or whatever. Um, Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, my God. Little Mycroft. Oh, okay, so if I... If I ever have another kid, I'm definitely doing. I, I'm not naming the kid Mycroft, probably, but I will send out an announcement that says that we're going to name him Mycroft, and uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, just to just to mess with everybody. Uh, that's good. Yeah, we're having like, twins. I like that. Sherlock, Sherlock and, Mycroft. and Mycroft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Mycroft Miller. I could I could dig that. Fifty to seventy year old dads everywhere just losing their losing their minds. <laughs> At the f- at at the fact that you're naming your kids after Sherlock Holmes characters, they're just they're loving it. They're whooping whooping in their house with with the doing the Arsenio Hall uh, fist pump. Anyway, Andrew, this is a two player game, so you play as you play as Sherlock and Mike. You're you're uh, essentially you're representing. Um, a client. So my, Mycroft is canonically he works in a government position in uh, in the yeah. UK in the Parliament uh, in the government in the UK. Um, and Sherlock, of course, everybody knows, is a private investigator, basically. Um, and so yeah, Mycroft is kind of he, like a bureaucrat. small business guy. Yeah, and Sherlock yeah, is a yeah. classic small business guy getting getting stepped on by uh, Parliament, uh, represented by Mycroft. Mycroft is essentially a tyrant. You know what I mean? And Sherlock is, of course, all about freedom. Uh, no, but um, uh, but uh, and so yeah. That that's really that's really all they need to know about this game, right? That's really, is all they need to know Sherlock about this game. <laughs> uh, um, but in case that wasn't enough, can yeah. we can we sum it up in one sentence for the folks out there? One sentence explanations. Okay, it's time for a one sentence summary of Holmes, Sherlock, and Mycroft. Well. Andrew, I think I would just go ahead and describe this one as a clever worker placement and set collection game that shows just how fickle the justice system is. Holmes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I think that kind of goes right along with with mine here. I said okay. the game that proves that you all that all you have to do to win a court case is just collect more the most clues before the trial. Yeah. You know, just the if you have more clues, then you win the you win the trial. That's it. You know what I mean? And it can be close. You know what I mean? And somebody might be like, oh, you know, I lost this one. But the jury um, just goes back to decide, and they're like, well, that the defense had uh, seventeen clues, and uh, the def- you know the prosecution had uh, fifteen clues, so we got to go with the defense. You know. But wait, works. there's a wild card. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, this changes everything. <laughs> Well, so, folks, in this game, one of you is Sherlock, Sherlock and one of you is Mycroft. Kind of doesn't matter, but, um, and, um, 
and basically a crime has been committed and uh, it's actually a pretty serious crime uh, it says that uh, somebody has bombed pretty parliament serious. so there a bomb has yeah. gone off in the main you know government building in in the UK um and uh and and so mycroft there the you know the suspect is named michael chapman um and sherlock is hired by his family to try to prove that he's innocent and mycroft representing the government is trying to prove that he did it and put him behind bars um and so basically past that um you are taking your little meeples and doing a classic worker placement where you're choosing which you know space to go to which represents a person mm -hmm. that you're talking to and then they each different person has like a specific action that you can perform if you go visit them um and uh and by visiting them you will be able to do something that helps you collect clues um, that are randomly so turned a, up. And so then you're going to be collecting yeah. them in, in a classic set collection, kind it, of like a, Jaipur. Right, Jaipur or even like Lost City. Well, that's mm -hmm. I guess you have to put that in sequential order, but it's still by color, right? So you're just right. kind of collecting, like I need all of the, you know, I'm trying to get a bunch of fives. I'm trying to get a bunch of sixes. They have numbers right. on them. So, right. I mean, it's really one of these games that, I, I've said this before about these type of games. You, you, you could maybe play this with a regular deck of cards you'd have mm -hmm. to fiddle yeah. around with it a bit but it's it, it's really a uh yeah you're just trying to collect a bunch of things with the same numbers but the way you do that of course is um you also have these little which i love these little cardboard um magnifying glasses and right. uh, so you you got to have those in order to pick up pick up the cards the these little miniature magnifying glasses are essentially current the game's currency you you right um you can take actions to get more of that and then you can take actions to spend that on getting clues from the central. Those are some of the main actions mm -hmm. in the game. And then there are some kind of like peripheral actions that can throw the mix in. And it's, it's what's in, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's interesting about this, but one of the first things that's interesting about this game is the board quote unquote, or like the end uh, is constantly changes over the course of a, of a given game. Because the um, the story of the game, the game course itself takes place over seven rounds, and they represent seven days of investigation. And each new round, each new day, another card is flipped over, a random card uh, that has a character on it. And so you get mm -hmm. a new person that you can visit, which which means you get a new action you could choose to take. Uh, every new round, which represents every new day. Um, and then, uh, and so kind of like in the vein of like cave versus uh, Caverna cave versus cave, where like you kind of shuffle everything up and then you'll be turning them over in mm. a different order every time you play. Um, and so you'll kind of know that something will eventually come up, but you don't know when it will come up on this given game that you're playing. And so you have to decide, you know, what the best series of actions to do is during a given round based on what is currently and, available to you on the board and a small detail with that is that you um 
yeah, it's going to be the same cards every game. Like Pete said, it's going to be in a different order every game because they're random. But there is one more card than there are spaces. So there's always going to be one that you don't use during a game. And yeah. so that prevents you from being able to know what the last card's going to be. So you can't it's a little you can't quite count cards quite as easy. So Right, right, right. Mhm. Mhm. Um and uh, um, so and that that just adds to a certain amount of replayability that that is involved in that. Yeah, and I think uh, another big mechanic in this is, and I'll talk about this later when we get into history, but the uh, you you put these meeples on the cards and you choose three each round. And if both you, it, once you choose one, your partner can also choose the same action. So it's not mm -hmm. one of these, I take it and you can't use it type of things, which I right. personally like. Mm -hmm. um, but if you both choose the same action on that round, that card gets flipped over for one turn and next the next round, nobody can use it. It gets exhausted. Right. Exactly, exactly. So there is a penalty. So, yeah, like you said, you both can use the same action. So it's unlike a lot of like those Uwe Rosenbergs where if you're the yeah, first right. person to, to use it, the other person can't use it that round. You both could use a given action that round, but it exhausts the card, like you said, makes it unavailable for the next round. So you have to factor that in. And I guess uh, that's it. You know, the, the, you're trying to pick up as many uh, clues as you can. If you have the most, say, like, because uh, there's different numbers, right? Three through nine, I think, Pete, is that right? Yeah, I believe um, that's true. Yeah, and three through yeah, nine. Yeah, if you have the most, say, like fives, then you're right. going to score five points. If you have right. the most sixes, you're going to... Um, but you, then you subtract from your score based on how many cards of that type your opponent has. So right. even though you may be losing the battle and how many eights there are, um, you still can subtract from your opponent's uh, score mm -hmm. by taking eight. So there's always a lot to think about about which cards you're going to pick up. There are wild cards. Right. Um, you know, all, all kinds right. of stuff like that. There's um, the numbers on the cards essentially act like a suit, like you said, like in like in a typical card yeah. system. And there's like nine suits, basically. Um, mm -hmm. And each suit has a different number of cards within it. So the, th the, the suit that is represented by the number three has three different cards in the set that you could collect over over the course of the game. And they mm. are also represented by, uh, I think, like a wax seal. Um, and then the fours are, uh, I don't know, what are they, buttons? I can't remember what four is. But four is, some, <laughs> four is, you know, something where there's four in the set. They all have the number four on it, and they all have the same clue on it, um, which is yeah. like buttons or something like that. And then et cetera, et cetera. So, so one suit is like... Um, you know, used, used cigarettes that you found. One suit yes. is all fingerprints that you found. Yeah, the the nine suit is is um, finger fingerprints specifically, and so it's hard to collect that set because there are nine different cards you have to get to collect the whole set. But if you get a little bonus if you can collect all the cards in the set, so that's nice. Um, and also they're just worth more. Um, and so you're you're constantly, you know, based on the the pool of what's available to you, which is always four different ones that are flipped up at a time, you have to decide, should I go after this suit and start collecting more in this? And then I look over at the table and I say, no, Andrew already has that one kind of locked up. Um, or maybe I say, Andrew has that one locked up. I actually do want to take it so I can, like like Andrew said, if I have more of them, even if he wins that suit, that that clue, essentially... I can subtract, uh, make it a little bit less valuable if I have more of them too. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, and then at the end of the game, after it's all said and done, you're just adding up um, the values of what you have in front of you. And, uh, and then you're going to get a score. And somebody's going to just uh, essentially have canonically in the, in, the, in the world of the game have proven their case 
with the mm-hmm. with the clues that they have won that they have collected um, to prove their case basically and then that's it and the gavel comes down whap whap <laughs> whap you know what I mean and it's seven rounds representing seven days only yeah. only one week to solve the crime I mean that's one a pretty week quick turnaround like that yeah 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 you know uh, I'm sure the I'm sure families of people you know. Uh, affected by the crime would have loved for it to go a little bit faster, but you know. <laughs> Andrew, speaking of uh, families wanting it to go faster, uh, no, I'm just kidding. This game is this this game. I think this game is is a good pace. But uh, but tell me a little bit more about uh, the making of this game, Andrew. Well, no, it is a good pace. Actually, it's pretty quick. It's like uh, I don't know what is it like twenty minutes or something. Yeah, thirty minutes yeah. max. Yeah, it is not a um, long game. No, no, not a long game. Yeah. Um, anyway, as usual, I looked in the history of this game and, uh, published in 2015. So, you know, several years old now, but not super old. Yeah. Um, designed by a gentleman named Diego Ibanez, a uh, yeah. Spanish person and, um, published by Devere Games and others. Yep. Uh, and the illustrator, Pedro Soto, also Spanish, um, and they they had worked together on Diego Ibanez's first game before. It was called Banjuli Zit. I've never seen this game. Have you seen this one, Pete? Banjo Kazooie. And then if that's exactly what I thought when I saw this, <laughs> well, Banjo Kazooie. Probably not good that we're necessarily <laughs> reducing. You know, I'm sure it's a word in another language, and we're just kind of. But uh, what it, what is it? What is it? Very interesting. I oh I didn't look that up. Oh, uh, are you on. kidding me? Um, <laughs> Banjo. Banjuli Zit, but Zit is spelled X-E-E-T. So I thought that was a cool word, and that's all as far as I went. Um, Banjuli Zit. Zit. What in the heck? Are you looking it up right now? I'm going to look it up now. Banjuli, Uh, and B-A-N-J-O-O-L-I. Banjuli. Wow. There's ostrich meeples? Andrew. Wow. Okay, you know, scrap this whole thing. We're just we're going to review that game. Scrap this whole thing. We just got to be. <laughs> but um, he there's yeah, one, he has a there's one way to uh, one surefire way to get Andrew and I's attention is to have a the weirdest shaped meeple you can find, whether it is boat shaped oh, exactly. or you know. <laughs> Wait, players become Fox, wizards who must predict the order of arrival of racing ostriches in order to. Andrew, all right, bookmarking this. Oh, <laughs> two to five players. Oh my god, I can't believe we got to throw uh, it in the trash. Uh, but because this yeah. looks right up our alley, you are you are wizards. That it involves both wizards and ostriches. All right, got to look into this. Maybe we'll get some acquaintances together. You know what? Maybe we'll play it on our uh, Patreon. Uh, two can play that game. Patreon. <laughs> two can play that game <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Patreon. What is it? Patreon.com slash two can play that game podcast. That's uh, right. Yeah. So. You know, if you pay enough money, you can play a monthly uh, board game night with us. So who knows? Maybe that. There could you be go, it. man. You could even um, you could even choose Banjuli Zit if you want. Banjuli Zit would be a good choice, I think. But anyway, uh, Banjuli Zit and this one, all, all by Diego Banos, a, a handful of other ones. Uh, you know, a small handful of games at this point. Um, now Pedro Soto had done a bunch of games, uh, illustrating wise, including an- <laughs> I thought this is kind of funny, including another. Totally unrelated Sherlock Holmes game that came oh. out last year. So, so no exclusivity um, was... rights there on that. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I guess no. Well, that's a good point. Who owned? Nobody owns the rights to Sherlock Holmes. Is that right? It's just kind of oh, good point. Public Sherlock... domain. Well, at this point, it's got to be public domain, right? There is about twenty bajillion, you know. Um, yeah, right. It seems Holmes like pieces of media. So, 
Yes. Oh, and board games galore. I, I'm going to get into that a little bit later in this history, yeah. too. There's, there's a lot. Um, yeah, that game, the other one that I looked up uh, was one to eight players, so that's total garbage, too. We'll throw that out. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, he... Diego Banya said that this this one is different than most Holmes games out there because it isn't a deductive game, which I hadn't thought about before. But yes, um, most people, when you see Sherlock Holmes, you think, oh, I'm going to be solving a mystery. Right? Yeah, we're going to get That's into that a little bit later. Some people's opinions on that. But um... oh, <laughs> I can't wait. OK, <laughs> a little peek behind um, the curtain. But... Yeah, he called the Sherlock thing a, kind of a nice dressing for a set collection game. So basically, mm. he's he's almost admitting like, hey, this is this is just kind of a theme that just kind of like. Yeah. stuck onto a uh, set collection game. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's well, I think it's stuck on pretty well though. At least it kind of feels fun with it. It's not, it's not just blandly pasted on like some games. That's be, how anyway. I feel. Um, and now Andrew, we'll also get into whether <laughs> others agree <laughs> with us, but yeah, they did. I think they did. And I'll talk about it more as I go on here, but they did a pretty, they did their best to kind of make it feel immersive a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, I think um, it originally, yeah, in the development, it originally had a theme of, oh, here's another one we got to look up. No, I looked this one up. Uh, being a set in a nar- Narguli market, N-A-R-G-U-I-L-L-E market. And I had to look up what that is. Um, and it's, from what I can tell, it's kind of like a hookah type of thing, um, oh. Persian or Turkish Sick. type of thing. So it's a market where they're selling that type of uh, thing. So. I don't know this at all for sure, and I know that Jaipur takes place in India, definitely not, you know, Turkey or whatever. Right. But I'm not sure if someone in the in the process thought, hey, that's that's a marketplace. You're kind of too buying similar. and selling things too similar to Jaipur, which is a very kind of big uh, set collection game at this point. So maybe, right, right, you know. one of the most famous set collection games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, and th- he said they also threw around some other ideas for themes such as presidential elections with this. Um, but eventually, it was the the Phew, artist dodged a bullet on that one, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And they went exactly. they went straight to parliament bombing, which they which they thought <laughs> they probably thought at that point like it's actually a little too hot to get into presidential, uh, you know, racing and stuff like that. Let's go with something so fantastic: the idea that someone would like, let's say, attack or. Um, Attack the capital. Attack of the country, capital right? of a major. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. They were like something that will um, never happen. Of course. Jesus. <laughs> Let's go um, with the, an insurrection within a capital of a. Anyway, Andrew, you were saying about the game. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was eventually the artist Pedro Soto who ultimately decided the theme. Um, he decided, you know, Sherlock Holmes. They said sure. So he also. Um, came up with the idea for the board the board itself we didn't talk about this is actually supposed to be watson's diary so you close you fold up the board and it looks like a a big diary you open it up and then it's like the different days where he's writing down right which which i think is also goes along with a lot of sherlock stuff i don't know i i think i think those books are written from his point of view maybe uh who knows Uh, honestly Right, it's kind of all like he's observing what Sherlock is doing. If you're like, like wow, a, he's so smart. yeah, if you're like a sixty-year-old guy out there, go ahead and uh, get back at us and tell us what uh, <laughs> if what if, if those books are written from Watson's point of view. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're also in America, where I understand in the UK, Sherlock Holmes, I think, is more popular than it is here. Although it is still very popular in the United States, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that might just be us. I don't know. Um, Mycroft was not always going to be the second player. Uh, it hmm. was originally uh, someone named Arsene Lupin, which is a oh. somebody from the Sherlock 
Yeah, Lupin. World. Yeah, the French Sherlock, hey. basically. Yeah, Lupin. Yeah, a notorious French thief. Um, was that in the Mr. Jack game, Lupin? No, I'm thinking no. about somebody else. Maybe no, but Lupin is no. definitely uh, pretty pretty well known as in the war in this world, which is to say, uh, old guy novels that they love to read. I think is the you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna have to read at least one Sherlock Holmes book before I before I die, right? That's gonna be on my book. Yeah, you're like a James Bond guy. I would assume I would assume you'd actually really like. I've read every James Bond. I've read every James Bond. No, not every James Bond novel, but every original James Bond novel written by the original author. I've read all those, Mm. and uh, they're okay. Yeah, Um, this is okay. This is a great peek. This is a great peek into (laughs) Andrew's life and getting to know Andrew, which is. He has made it a point to read every original James Bond book, but he doesn't even like them that much. But he will not stop. It is he has the most of what Andrew yes, he... spends his time doing for his free time is stuff that he makes himself do, basically, and uh, he doesn't. It's all stuff that he doesn't even enjoy that much. It's great. This is so true. It's so true. Man, I watched the whole the whole old. The old Ewoks series from the 80s, the yep. cartoon, it was horrible. I watched yep. the whole thing. Wow. Um, yeah, it was horrible. And this, then the droids one, too. He's really, the man really lives essentially in a, uh, an ascetic's life. You know what I mean? He is like, <laughs> it's it's like he doesn't flog himself with a whip to, you know, to stay close <laughs> right. to Christ or whatever. He essentially does a, a different version of that, you know. Listen, you're gonna you're gonna read one of the James Bond books. And you're not gonna read them all. How are you gonna do that? You gotta you gotta you gotta complete the quest. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how bad it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and they weren't bad. They were fine. Anyway. Um. Lupin, I think is what I was saying, right? Yeah. Oh, but then they went with Mycroft instead of Lupin because um he isn't often included in games, so they wanted to get a little bit outside the box and include Mycroft in this one. Yeah. And um, at one point, though, they were also considering Watson for the second uh, second wow. player. But uh, they he said that they were, they were glad they did not because actually shortly after this game came out, another one came out that was called Watson and Holmes. Um, so, you know, these, these games, like literally every single year, there's at least one Sherlock yeah. Holmes game that comes out. So yeah. He's like, yeah, good. that would have been embarrassing, you know. Um, and uh, I guess the only other thing I have here is that uh, he said that the big breakthrough in development when he was trying to design this game was that when he added the the mechanic of you can exhaust the actions for future use in the next turn, um, that's when the game got really fun because before mm-hmm. that, people would just kind of get into a loop with the actions, whereas just you choose the same ones over and over again, and you'd kind of ignore yeah. a lot of the other ones. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that, the, the fact that if there wasn't, because that happened to us a lot where we would go to the same thing and then we would have done it yes. the next time if we could, but we didn't. And right. it did force us to have to find a separate strategy. And it's good that I honestly, that maintains a good balance though, because the only way it gets exhausted is if you both have used it. So it's like you, right. th- you then both have taken advantage of it and gained something from it. And then you both have to find another, a new strategy. So it's like, it doesn't favor anybody oh. more than one. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah, it's not because if you if you're the only one that uses an action, it'll it'll stay up for the next round. You know, it's only right. when you both use it and then you both can't use it. Yeah, interesting. Um, there are no expansions for this game. However, there was one extra promo card uh, in 2019 for the German release, and that person is 
Madame Zarina. It's kind of mm. like uh, with a crystal ball in front of her. Wow. And uh, this one allows, this is a cool one, it allows you to take three clue cards uh, from the deck and you choose one and then you hand the remaining two over to your opponent and they choose one and then the third one goes into discard. I like it. So, I would love to get my hands yeah. on this promo card, Andrew. Yeah, so it's it's in Germany somewhere. I don't know. All but, right. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's, Auf that's Zing. I can't. Is that German? <laughs> what does that mean again? Uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'll probably I could get by in Germany. I mean, our our language is kind of like half German anyway, right? English is so many German. It's it's like when we That's say right. like the and they say like D or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's like there's like <laughs> one letter difference on like about eighty percent of our words. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure, yep, sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Andrew, I am thankful to you, Diego Ibanez, for making this game. And I yes. would hope, wish him the best. But you know who I don't uh, wish the best for, Andrew? Some of these people who have reviewed this game online. Yeah, I'm talking about review on this. Review on this. Okay, this is the segment where Pete's going to read some reviews that he found online of the game and uh, we're just going to assume what their life is like. Now you said you don't wish these people well, so I cannot yeah. wait to hear what these Well, some of them I be. some of them I think are just wrong. Um but uh, some of them uh, some of them have to rest in trash. No, I'm just kidding. I don't I don't know that there's anybody. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't I can't, right. re I can't remember whether there's anybody in here I want dead necessarily, but uh but but I do <laughs> wish that they would let's just say I wish they would visit parliament on a certain day. No, I'm just kidding. Um Well, oh, no, no, no. You shouldn't you shouldn't say that that you want them dead. It's just no. that you want them to rest in trash. So it's when they do eventually die of natural causes, you want them to be in trash. Thrown onto a trash it, barge but, but, basically. Right, yeah, yeah. No no honorable, you know, burying here for them. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not peaceful. It's trash, right? Yeah, that's right. Andrew, this person gave it a 1 out of 10. They did not like this game, that's for sure. And they wrote, really cannot understand why people are raving about this. The theme is non-existent. And then they go on to say some other junk, Andrew, but they already lost me. At this point, no theme, Andrew? Let's get right into it. We said we would get into it at some point. Now's that time, Andrew. Someone mm -hmm. wrote up each character in this one, Andrew, in the instruction manual. Each character card, of which there are, uh, what, 7, uh, 8, 9, 10, 11. There's like, there's like 11 or 12 character cards, basically, um, yeah. that, are, that are in this game that you can access. And for each one, they wrote like a, a not a short bio that is all based on like the, the world of the books. And they go into detail about these people that they don't need to go into. Uh, they could just say, oh, he's another police officer, and if you land on him and you use his action, you can block, you can swap this with that or whatever. But instead, they're like, on a day when the sun is out. You know what I mean? Like, they, they really go into it. They're like, this man, <laughs> this man once drove a jalopy, but he really improved his life, and since then, he's been shooting arrows at the priests of the... You know what I mean? Like, they go into, like... <laughs> it's like stuff that you do not need to know to play the game but they really got right. into it it's it was it's been handled with love i think it's people who really do enjoy the sherlock setting wrote the instruction manual for this game um and and did we mention did we mention that one of the people that you interview on this is a dog yes uh, andrew you know. <laughs> they even go so granular 
uh, in these yeah. descriptions of these, uh, so as to tell you that the dog is not clean, Andrew. Okay, there's no reason for them to tell us that it's a dirty dog. They say it's a dirty and clumsy dog, and blah blah blah, and this and that. You know what I mean? They tell you that the maid does not like you, basically. You know what I mean? It's like all this stuff that does not matter. No theme, Andrew. Right. Then explain to me how I know that in the setting of this game, London at the time had, quote, many children abandoned in the streets. No theme? Okay, sure. <laughs> how about the fact that I know that Inspector Gregson, which is one of the characters you can visit and uh, talk to, is a trusted uh, custodian of the law who believes that, quote, sometimes you must dodge the law to reach your objective. Uh, no theme, Andrew? Okay, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Just this a dirty game... cop, yeah. This game gives more theme than anyone asked for, Andrew. Andrew. So the idea that somebody yeah. would say that there's no theme is just, I don't know, rest in trash. You know what I mean? That's all I'll say. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. You're just I wrong. agree. Uh, this person, Andrew, said, should have been called Itsy and Bitsy solve the case of the missing socks at the retirement home. Now, okay, hold on, Andrew. <laughs> Because, what? as we have said, the case that you're investigating in this game is an anarchist group bombing parliament. So I do think it's a <laughs> bit different than missing socks at a retirement home. Maybe that's just me, but I just... <laughs> what Some of these people are just so off base with their reviews of this game. It's like, are we talking about the same game? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it's wild. Um... This person gave it a four out of oh, that person gave it a two out of ten. I think I said that. Maybe if I didn't, who cares? Okay. This person gave it a four out of ten, and they said, "And I'm deducting a point for the misdirection provided by the theme." Okay, Andrew, this has gone too far. This guy is anthropomorphizing this board game, saying that the game purposely misdirected him with the theme, pulling a fast one on him when he wasn't paying close enough attention or something. It's like. This guy is planting false evidence on this game. You know what I mean? I'm, de right. I'm deducting a point for the misdirection provided by the theme. Hey, okay, the uh, the game came into my house, uh, and the game slapped my wife and pooped on my floor and stole my Xbox. What? It's a game, I did. It didn't do anything to you. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Well, when I think misdirection, I think of like uh, like a magician. Like they're mm -hmm. like, and look at this, and really they're pulling something out of their sleeve. Yeah. You know, this this yeah, this game really can fool you. It's, yeah. it's one of these people's like, whoa, whoa. I, I don't wow. know what these people are expecting. It's they did a good job applying this theme to the to a set collection game. You know what I mean? That also has worker placement. It's just like, what are you kidding me? This person gave it a 4 out of 10, and they wrote, As deduction is my favorite game mechanism right now, I'm disappointed by this as well. There is no deduction whatsoever in this game. Andrew, we've covered that there are like 20,000 Sherlock Holmes games out there. They can't all be about uh, deduction, my man, okay? it's it, Honestly, it's impressive to me that they pulled off a good Sherlock Holmes game without deduction, in my opinion. You know what yeah. I mean? Like... Uh, but, and, and, and it was, all... it was something the designers even had in mind clearly as you covered. It's like, they were right. like, yeah, we actually made a Sherlock Holmes game that specifically doesn't have deduction in it. You know, this, this could all be, uh, you know, handled better if the people would just read the back of the box yeah. or like re read the little one paragraph summary on board game geek or something before they buy it. You know, it's, it's like, just, yeah, come on. You just can't go into a game assuming so much these people are nuts with what they're assuming out of this game you know what i mean <laughs> this person gave it a five out of ten and they said it is somehow odd that as in our game neither holmes nor mycroft may appear 
hey, bud, I don't know if you read the rules manual, but you are Holmes and Mycroft, okay? <laughs> Their cards don't come up in the normal game because you are those characters. You're playing as them. You know what I mean? It's like... This guy's reviewing Candyland, and he's like, you know, I enjoy traipsing through this candy-filled land, but I couldn't help but feel disappointed that we never saw the Candyland card come out. Hey, bud! The setting is Candyland. There's not a card that says Candyland. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's like a guy that watches like a movie, oh. uh, like watches Interstellar, and he's like, liked the movie, but did not. they never said the word Interstellar. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> it's a dang title, my dude. <laughs> Although when movies do that and they say the title in the movie, that always distracts me. It always, oh yeah, like, it's me yeah, it right. It's it's honestly it's stupid when they do it. In fact, it's, it's something that's so stupid it is a, a running gag. So anyway, this this guy <laughs> wants that basically. He wants that in a board game. He wants that in a board game. Uh, Andrew, this person gave it a five out of ten. They said not enough variety in characters. Okay, enough, Andrew. I'm, I'm about to burn this document. These people are all saying wrong things. This is untrue. <laughs> Not enough variety in characters. Andrew, one of them is a dirty, clumsy dog, and another one of them is the <laughs> king of Bohemia using a false name. <laughs> Andrew, absolutely get be- get bent, reviewers. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what more variety do you want between a dirty dog and the king of a freaking German province? You know what I mean? Like It's like, get out of here, man. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> this person gave it a 9 out of 10, and they wrote, My family often okay. applies voices to each of the characters, and that increases the theme of set-collecting clues to defend the clients of Holmes and Mycroft. Now, Andrew, I think you agree with me on two wow. things here. First of all, this family's insane. They're all doing voices for the characters. <laughs> and number two, I would absolutely love to play games with this family. This sounds like a, <laughs> this sounds like a tootin' good time, my dude. If everyone just, just suddenly say, starts going like, like rip, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, w- I w- yeah, of course. It sounds um, like a great time. I could imagine what they're, what they're, you know, there's that one guy who's the, who's, he's just like a big muscle guy. Porky. Yeah. His, his mm, nickname Porky. Porky you know, or something. Like, Porkins or something like that. Yeah. We, we would just refer to him yeah. as Porkins because it was like pork, Porkins. pork pie or Porky or something like that. I think his I think his nickname is Porky, but uh-huh. yeah, you could be that. I could see how you'd be that guy, or yeah. the the bellboy, or the the dog. Even you got to talk like a dog. That sounds yeah. like a blast. I'm playing. It sounds like a that. blast. I if you if you know this family, or you know, maybe I should try to send them a message on Board Game Geek and say, hey, you want to come on the podcast? Love it. <laughs> Do Love all it. the voices. <laughs> Love it. Do all the voices for us. Yeah. Maybe. 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 It'll be a Patreon bonus episode. Again, that uh, website is <laughs> patreon.com forward slash two can play that game podcast. Andrew, this person gave it a 7.5 out of 10. This is my final review of this segment. This person wrote, okay, nice little brain scratcher. And Andrew, I think I can safely say, uh, you're kind of supposed to be playing it as a game and not using it to scratch your brain. Okay. Also, you might <laughs> yeah. want to get that hole in your head looked at because your brain is kind of meant to be inaccessible from the outside of your head. <laughs> Good point. You might want to see a doctor about that. You might want to see a head doctor about that. Know what I mean? If you're using yes. this game to scratch your brain. And that's been review on this. Oh, you know what? 
Yeah. Speaking of doctors, Pete, I yeah. I think I hear I hear a knock at the door, and it sounds like a doctor's the knock? kind of knock that a yeah a doctor would do. I would know <laughs> so. that I would know that knock anywhere, and it's either you know my my gastroenterologist or oh well nope it's Doctor Fraser Crane. Doctor Fraser Crane. That's right. Come on in, Doctor Fraser Crane. I heard that little knock. You know that when you're sitting in the little yeah. little doctor's room, and I was kind of hoping to play yeah. little knock. Before they come in, you know, you're oh them yeah, come down the hall. classic. You kind of straighten up in your seat, right? Like, they're Where there, it's that yeah. that little lock that's like, oh, you don't have uh, genitals out, do you? You know, with that knock, it's like, <laughs> okay, you're not, yeah, okay, you're not rubbing yourself, are you? That that knock, you know. <laughs> hey, pull your pants up. Hey, yep, that's exactly the, the kind of knock. And uh, Doctor Fraser Crane just gave us that knock, and so that means that that uh, means Dr. we got to pull Crane our pants here. up, Andrew. <laughs> From bottomless apps. Uh, it's time <laughs> for us to count down the top ten phrases that you'll hear someone say while playing the game Holmes, Sherlock, and Mycroft. Number ten. Yeah, if you buy in bulk from the street orphans, you can get a great deal on magnifying glasses. Number nine. This cigarette is clear evidence that your client is guilty of being cool as heck. Number eight. You know, since I started using magnifying glasses, I'm noticing a lot more buttons and sticks of dynamite lying around the house. Number seven. This button that fell off is clear evidence that your client is guilty of having their pants fall down like a Mr. Bean sketch. Number six. Yeah, I'm only using disposable magnifying glasses these days. I know it's wasteful, but my dishwasher just can't handle it every day. Number five. This footprint is clear evidence that your client is guilty. Of being a hype beast with the freshest kicks in town. Number four. The magnifying glass store called and they're running out of you. Number three. This stick of dynamite is clearly evidence that your client is guilty of being Wiley Coyote. Number two. Uh, no, I'm all out of magnifying glasses. Yeah, I, I used the last one this morning when I was, uh, you know, inspecting my bowl of Cheerios, make sure my kids didn't get shrunk. Number one. This fingerprint is clear evidence that your client is guilty of having eaten a greasy piece of pizza and then touching the PlayStation controller. Hey, folks, just taking a quick break from this episode to talk about the stuff that make us the money. Uh, of course, we're talking about our Patreon. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, how could I not, right? Right, right, right. So need that, need that green stuff, Andrew. Need it to live. <laughs> Let us know. Not talking about vegetables. I'm talking about money, baby. So um, we wanted to bring one thing to light here, investigative journalism, gotcha journalism, um, that you might not have known, um, selling tabloids with the headline. And that is that uh, when you join the Patreon, you get a chance. You are entered in a little bit of a, a draw to be the guest on the very final episode of this season of Two Can Play That Game. That's right. Now, of course, Patreon is Pete referring to is the money, right? So uh, we do need a little bit of money to keep this podcast running. There are some costs associated with it, but you can uh, get all kinds of different bonus content when you do that. But one thing that's really cool about it is for every dollar that you pledge per month, your name goes into a hat, uh, you know, that many times. So if you pledge $2 a month, it's going into the hat two times every month. If you pledge $5 a month, it's going in five times every month. Uh, so the wow. sooner you sign up, 
for the higher amount that you sign up, the higher level you sign up, the more great stuff you get, plus the more chances you get to be on the show as our acquaintance. Wow. And you know what? If you just if you want to kind of seal the deal, Andrew, there is a $3,000 level one. You yeah. just put, you, you know, you're pretty much going to get it at that point. You got 3,000 entries, you know what I mean? Well, so you, yep. you could do that for you could do that for one month and probably win it. You know what I mean? Probably. It's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. Just like rolling the dice not, in a board game, though. Um, not a guarantee. Know. You know what I mean? Just yeah, doing the. We got to get the guy to do the uh, fine print at the end really fast. Yeah, that's you know? right. But anyway, uh, we hope you sign up. It's at uh, Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon dot com slash to can play that game podcast. That's right. That's right. We hope to see you there. But uh, for now, we got to get back to the show. Ooh. Love break. Yeah, that's right. It's time for a love break, Andrew. That is where we, uh, now that we're done with our chess break, our ongoing game of chess that lasted uh, too long, Way we are now long. we've now gotten into a running game of Fog of Love. Uh, that will now last too long. Andrew, and we're going to play every <laughs> week, every new episode, we play one more move in the game. And it's my turn, Andrew, to play a scene into this very first chapter of our, our relationship. Uh-huh. Just a quick recap. I'm a big old muscly chef with a flower hat, and I am in love with you, who are, in fact, a, uh internet celeb influencer type with an old cell phone and a squeaky voice. Andrew, the scene I'm about to play is mm-hmm. entitled "Are you thinking about dot dot dot?" And here you go. Oh. Re- you can you can read it here uh, as I place it okay. on the old stack. And it says, "Now, now set the scene. Set the scene here, though, before yeah. our listeners here. They want to yeah, know about yeah, what's yeah. Going so on in our this one, this one doesn't doesn't really. This one leaves a lot up to the imagination. Um, so what I'm going to say, Andrew, is that you and I are going we're at the local one of those local arcade uh type rooms where it's all virtual reality you know those things where you can go in and you could probably pay way too much money to put on some virtual reality goggles and uh i don't know (laughs) cut do fruit ninja or something like that Um, (laughs) right yep and so uh you know with the a lot of attracting everybody who has like disposable city income basically um, so we're at one of those, uh, it's right next door to Jimmy John's. So, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we kill some time as we're waiting for our table to, you know, uh, <laughs> well, and yeah, we have a reservation, we have a reservation at Jimmy John's and right now it's, you know, <laughs> they're gonna, we got a little, we got a little buzzer that will go off when it's our time. Uh, anyway, That's right. um, and, uh, and, and I say, I say, I bet you're thinking about here's here. Well, here's I'll set the scene. You, we are we're doing the virtual round. We're all spinning, and like flinging our hands around. And oh, and we're doing like an escape room, a virtual reality escape okay. room. And you are virtual just, reality escape room. Wow. Yeah, and you are just punching a grandfather clock to death because <laughs> we couldn't get the puzzle right on it or something like that. We were supposed to like spin the hands on the clock a certain way, and we just couldn't right. get it. And you are yeah. just breaking the heck out of the thing, basically, to try to get the clue out of it. <laughs> um, okay, good. Okay, like me. Yeah. and and I turn to you, and I, with a loving look on my on my face behind the, the virtual reality goggles, and I go, "That's that's Andrew for you." Uh, I bet, and I bet you're thinking about um, 
blank. So now we both choose. I It says the player makes a guess about what the partner is thinking. So I'm going to make a guess about what you're thinking about. And then you're going to choose what you're actually thinking about. And we'll see if see if they match. See if we match. Um, if, uh, if you choose what are choices here, Pete? A, choice A is sex. You're thinking about sex. And that um, wow. gives you a boost in, um, uh, what is this, X, uh, X, extroversion. Um, yeah. If you choose B, uh, it's what we'll have what we'll have for dinner. And that gives you a boost in curiosity. Uh, mm-hmm. C is a, you're thinking about a project at work, gives you a boost in discipline. Um, and then D is something sad. You're thinking about something sad, which gives you a boost in sensitivity. Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in what I think you're thinking about at this do point. You, do you know me well enough to know what I'm thinking, Pete? Uh, well, I guess we'll find, find out. out. Well, here, here, as, as we've covered, have we selected. haven't exactly been on the same page up to this point. No, I think I don't think we've really matched anything we up to this point. Yeah, that's right? the other I, thing. You can read on the bottom that an additional effect is if we both match. If I guess correctly what yeah. you're thinking, then we both we get plus two in our happiness, which is a nice All running right. well, running running I stat have... in this game. I have selected um, okay. what I'm thinking. So, All right. Uh, I have also I have selected what I'm guess my guess of what you're thinking, Andrew. So you ready? Okay. Three. Yes. Two. One. B, baby. Ew. Yes. What we'll have for dinner? You, I, we, I guessed it correctly. You are thinking about what yeah. we'll have for dinner as you destroy a, right. an antique grandfather clock. And uh, and well, of course I'm a chef, so I always assume that you're thinking about what I'm about to make. You, you right. know what I mean? And you know, well, you know that I'm always thinking about Jimmy John's as well. Because right. we're waiting on the, uh, That's the right. reservation there, I guess. Well, you and know. and as you know, the local Jimmy John's does let me jump behind the counter and make your sandwich for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> right, yeah, right. Well, you're you're big and muscly, and uh, that flower hat. I go. I always go. So. I'll take. I'll take over. I'll I'll take over from this <laughs> point. And they and I shove them aside, and I. They slap, love us as, there, as I slap extra ham on your sandwich or whatever, and they're like, oh, "This whole sir, strip mall, oh, sir, it actually costs just... money to get extra cheese." And I'm like, "Nerd, you know what I mean?" <laughs> this whole strip mall just loves us. We're just breaking the grandfather clock in the escape room, and uh, you know, <laughs> it's a virtual <laughs> escape room, Andrew. It's just polygons. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, okay. And quite frankly, the kids at Jimmy John love us because they don't get. It's not they don't care. You know what I mean? Uh, no, right, right. You know, I mean, they, they, what do they care if they lose all their ham? Doesn't doesn't make any difference to them. Um, That's a good point. Well, Andrew, I'd love to stay in this world with you. You know, I love to be here with you, where we can finally be in a relationship together. But I got to snap back to the real world, where uh, you have a family that keeps you from me. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and speaking of uh, letting some other people into our world, um, I'm getting a call right now, and it's from some acquaintances. Acquaintance call in. Yeah, that's right. It's time for an acquaintance call in. And this is the part of the show where we talk to someone who many shows would refer to as a friend of the show. But of course, for our show, that would just be disingenuous. So, Andrew, let's just talk to an acquaintance or two. Who are we talking to 
today. Just some people we know, Andrew. That's right. Yeah, we do have two acquaintances on the show today. And of course, we're talking about, uh, you know, the game today is about two brothers, you know, Sherlock and Mycroft. So we thought we'd get some board game brothers on the show here, Pete. You know, Uh, (laughs) that's right. Two brothers, Bob Craig and Ryan Craig uh, from One Day West Games. Uh, they are designing and publishing uh, board games such as Monster Highway, Sheep Boomba, and also in pre-order now a, a new two-player game uh, called Canosa. So uh, welcome to the show, Bob and Ryan. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. us, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Our pleasure to have you. Uh, so um, let's think here. Well, uh, Andrew, why don't you lead us off? with uh, one of the most earth-shattering questions we've ever had on the show. Okay, my, my earth-shattering question is, um, you guys are not our friend, right? No, no, no Not that I know of. No, no. way. There's Good. A, no Good. chance. Wow. We've wow, never, wow. We've never Andrew, become yeah. friends before. Where'd you come up with that question? <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was going to be a good one, right? No, okay, good. Now, I, our listeners- I could just tell by the excitement on your face that you had something hot and, and, and ready in the chamber, uh, like uh, Little Caesars. Uh, <laughs> That's right, has hot and ready. <laughs> hot and ready pizza. I knew, I knew you were about to serve up a nice big cheese and or pepperoni pizza of a question there. And, and boy, oh boy, you didn't disappoint. Well, well, now our listeners can, you know, rest easy because they're always a little bit on edge when we start these conversations. They went, oh, these guys friends with them. So uh, now we know oh, that yeah. uh, Bob and Ryan are not our friends. Um, yeah. So yeah. we already established, Bob, Ryan, that you guys are brothers in the board game world, right? Is that That's correct. Um, yep, correct why don't you, uh, you know, tell us a story here. How, how'd you guys become brothers? <laughs> <laughs> well, it all started with mom and dad. <laughs> Twinkle in the eye. Uh, okay, well, this is a family okay. show here, guys. Yeah, right? kids, <laughs> yeah kids at home, go ahead. And, uh, cup those We're ears for a off. second yeah. here. Unless... We're not friends, so we can, we can do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can't stress enough. These guys aren't our, aren't our friends who are about to get into the most X-rated talk that you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... Um, no, but if the parents need to uh, have the talk with their kids and they haven't yet, go ahead and just turn, pump that volume up. Know what I mean? All right, Bob, Ryan, Slow take it jazz. away. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Yes, my name's Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll save that for we'll save that for a two can play that game after dark. Um, uh, episode yeah. later. Um, but I, I guess... say it involves a lot of zygotes, Andrew. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly do not remember what a zygote is, but I'm pretty sure they're all up in I the think mix. It's I think so. <laughs> I think it's involved. Yeah. Um, yes. Those games are twister. That's how it ends. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 That's right. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess a better question is how did you guys get started in the, in the board game world? Like what made you decide not, not all you know brothers want to start a board game company with each other so how how'd this all come to be sure i mean i think the two of us we're, we're pretty close together we're 18 months apart so we're we're close we, we've always done everything together growing up uh we actually work together we're we're landscape contractors like during the day when we're not board board gaming so we actually have like a family nice. business that we all work together with and we're entrepreneurs and you know we kind of do our own thing and we've always been gamers growing up when we were younger. So it's kind of like we have our business that we do our landscaping with. And, you know, we're used to working with our hands and being creative and that kind of space. And we were yeah. playing games. And then it just, you know, it's I think most gamers kind of have that too. Like that become designers. Like 
Mm-hmm. I think I love games. Like maybe I could go ahead and try and make my own, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like uh, the rungs of a ladder, right. Of like getting introduced into the world before, you know, it. Sure. eventually you've, you've gotten to the point where you're like, I can, I'll make one of these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> but most people are not, don't even get near where you guys have gotten, which is to, uh, you know, have at least two already published and more on the way. You know, most people are just like, I can make one of these things. And then they just have like three, notebook pages you know what i mean and then and it just says you know fantasy hot fantasy chick question mark you know what i mean it's like okay well (laughs) (laughs) yeah nice try nice try you know what i mean (laughs) but we're we're kind of fortunate to have the have the schedule like bob said because we're we're landscapers and in the winter you know we typically take like a month month and a half off because the year year is so crazy so we kind of so that once we had Monster Highway, we fell in love with the process of designing games. Um, we're like, you know what? This can just be like our, our winter project. So like we yeah. have put it in our heads, like, you know, every winter we're going to get ready to release a, a Kickstarter. So the whole entire year working up to it, we do all the legwork because, you know, Bob has like pretty much all the ideas for the game. So like all these game ideas pop up and us working together every day, we can just bounce ideas back and forth when we're on jobs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So- so the game kind of like we we design it like during the day at, at nights and stuff. We pretty much build the whole entire game to the point where it's ready to rock and roll for for a, a winter, you know, Kickstarter release. That's so awesome. It's kind of just the way our, our schedule allowed it to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that is why, you know, all of your games take place in, you know, five feet of snow. No, this is going to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I was I gonna, like, I'm, oh, I'm a little surprised that your games aren't uh, landscaping. Thing, uh, you know, coming up, actually, I think next week after this episode airs, we have a game about landscaping that we're covering. So, uh, Ooh, a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. We, we get mm-hmm. asked that a lot, too. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's yeah. All, hey, how come you're out there? You know, right. It's like it's like that old, com, uh, you know, comedian uh, story where everybody's like, you can use this. Do you use your job in your in your routine or whatever? It's like, yeah. Hey, do you guys ever make a game of landscaping? Now that I know that you're gamers and landscapers is like, well, you know, I kind of, you know, <laughs> I guess I'm trying to separate it. Yeah, yeah right. Board yes. gaming is like an escape, right? From the uh, right, exactly. right. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, I, and honestly, you guys separate it really well. I mean, y- y- your uh, themes are all over the are all over the map, which I love. It's like sometimes people really get into like pretty mundane themes and stuff like that, and or like and, a real um, niche, like a or like, like a real niche. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, Monster Highway, uh, obviously monsters and and running away from them on a highway, and then Sheep Boomba, all about like uh, moving sheep around a field, which is also essentially a minefield to try to get them safely home and stuff. Right. And Kenosis <laughs> about sirens, you know, calling sailors, uh, you know, to their doom basically and stuff like that. It's all over the place. So that, uh, I would say, I guess if Bob's the one really cranking out these ideas, I, I guess I would say good job, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob. Well, it's kind <laughs> yeah, of like, Bob. I come up with like the initial like mechanics of it. And then maybe some mm-hmm. of the craziness may be attributed to Ryan. You know, like, <laughs> there you go. Sprinkle okay, that when little, you need to get insane, that little crazy to, to Ryan. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Younger gonna, brother thing. This is a normal game, yeah. but how do we make it more explosive? Bob comes up all like, this uh-huh. is how the game will work. These are the mechanics. This will work. How can yeah. we uh, make this ridiculous? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. You know, yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it sounds like to me, because I'm always interested with this, with the uh, board game designers, like what comes first? Is it the theme or the mechanics? But it sounds like you kind of come up with how the game works and then kind of uh, fit it into a theme. Is that right? 
yeah pretty pretty much we have like the general mechanic i think monster highway we had the the general idea like we want to build roads we want to move cars the monster kind of came in like after the fact um yeah, i think all the games oh. start with like a general construct to them and then they kind of like evolve from there uh Kenosa yeah. actually like started out as um uh shipwreck sailors with like inner tubes around them and that were the rings essentially. Oh, so they were cool. kind of floating I out see. there and it didn't quite make sense because like what are the, the tall piece like is that like a, mm -hmm. a buoy or something floating around and it really wasn't that thematic but both of us always enjoyed like mythology back in college high school that kind of stuff so it's like yeah. kind of gravitated we're like well maybe we could work that in with the the siren theme to it and yeah um and, and not too many other games were kind of doing that so i thought that kind of worked yeah it definitely helps yeah. with the teach too because if we're explaining the game to people and they go oh okay that makes sense even though it's a, a pure abstract game where there's a tall piece and a little piece but if you say mm -hmm. that's a siren and these are sailors it, it really mm -hmm. helps with people understand and, and learn your game a lot easier yeah perfect i mean that, that is a good point actually yeah because it is on the surface it does look like um it looks like one of those kind of old school, like, uh, you know, abstract games got basically like a chessboard and then the wood pieces and all that. But mm -hmm. uh, the, mm -hmm. just the just a light theme on there kind of. Yeah, you're right. I guess it would help you understand. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be going over towards this one and gives it a little bit mm -hmm. of a little something extra. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Bob, you were talking about how when you need a little explosives going on in the game, you, you, you go to Ryan, which mm -hmm. kind of brings me to my first question for you guys, because in this game, um, Holmes, Sherlock and, and Mycroft, they are it's the two brothers are trying are like on opposite sides of a uh, case trying to prove either the innocence or the guilt of uh, of uh, of a suspect, basically. And the suspect is um uh, accused of uh, setting off a bomb in Parliament in, in England. So speaking of explosives, uh, let's get right into the game. <laughs> um, it's pretty crazy. But anyway, um, I, I guess uh, not even worrying about the game so much as the characters, Sherlock and you, and you got Mycroft, the two brothers. Which one of you is Sherlock and which one's Mycroft? So Sherlock, of course, it's kind of like the go-his-own-way you know, um, do it yourself, gumshoe on the side. And Mycroft is a little more buttoned up and he's a, uh, you know, government um, uh, parliament member or something. I can't remember exactly, Andrew. He works point, for the government. He's, he's, he's like, a little more, he's, yeah, he's a bureaucrat. The, refined. Following a straight path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Then, then, okay. Well, that, that that. that's, that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> then, yeah. Ryan Sherlock. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm yeah Ryan Sherlock. <laughs> okay. I'm picking up. It is, I'm always picking up been on like that. Always been like that since we've been little. <laughs> you know, yeah. Mm hmm. Rule breaking, explosives. Okay, Ryan, calling the police on you, right? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, and staying on the idea of like a trial. If you were on trial for something, would you be comfortable with your brother, you know, being responsible for proving your innocence? What do you guys think? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I need an answer from both of you, and maybe the other one. You know, you can listen if you want. But I would, I would be perfectly fine with Bob proving my innocence. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Bob, Bob has, is, is together in every, every sense, everything, every <laughs> yep. thought will be organized. You can count on <laughs> Pre Bob, precise. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, my innocence would prove in probably like a, a minute 
<laughs> I would. I see. I would just be a yeah. a, a, a bumbling mess. <laughs> I'd be good if it was, yeah. <laughs> I'd be good with Rye representing me as long as he didn't write anything down because nobody would be able to understand anything he wrote down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bad hand. Handwriting's yeah. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> he should have been a doctor. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would start real calm. Yeah. And it would just it would escalate out of control. You'll never take me alive. You never take him. <laughs> you gotta get to me to get to him. <laughs> the judge is slamming the gavel as hard as possible. He's like, all right, all right. enough. Order. Yeah. I need <laughs> order. <laughs> yeah, lock up the lawyer and the suspect. <laughs> yep. It's like this is unprecedented. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, speaking of locking up, it would be a little fun fact. So with Monster Highway, we did a, a little commercial video shoot, like circling back to what we were talking about earlier with the videos um, yeah. for old, old school commercials. We actually went oh, up to, yeah. are you guys familiar with uh, Limerick, uh, the power plant? Uh, it's like the nuclear power plant, not too far from us here. And yeah, I know that, of uh, Limerick, Pennsylvania, but I don't, I don't know anything specific about the power plant. What's, what, okay. what is it about the power plant that is, uh, that is infamous? Uh, it's just the, the fact that, I mean, from us, it, it's a, a few miles away. Um, yeah. there's all kinds of like fallout rules and stuff. Like if something were to happen, oh, okay, uh, cool. Oh, okay. These are cool. the places you have to go to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. live in the fallout zone, basically. Yeah, basically. Pretty much yeah. like in ground okay. zero, which falls <laughs> back into the game. But we, yeah. we actually like went on site and like shot a lot of the video clips. Like if you watch our, our commercial for the game, it's actually like on site okay. at Limerick. So yeah. like the old visitor center, which is closed down, it's really creepy. It should like they should totally film like a movie there. It's awesome. Got brilliant. you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but nice. Ryan's walking around like in a hazmat suit, and I'm walking around <laughs> with like a clipboard and like a shirt and tie and that type of stuff. And again, uh -huh. we're pretty much like on private property. Oh, like, absolutely. But I mean, anything for a good board game <laughs> yeah. shot, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everything yeah. we did was probably everything illegal. Was definitely yeah. illegal. Yeah. I love, I love oh. how how Bob's like oh, we were you know maybe on private property and ryan's like oh absolutely yeah we were yeah, no, we, we were there, there. <laughs> oh, oh no i read the signs yeah. 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 Okay. i'm pretty sure in one of the shots it's actually says <laughs> yeah in the You're background trespassing. <laughs> yeah no, so we shot monster highway because going back to our you know talking about crossfire previously but commercial we we yeah. love those retro commercials so we made a commercial for monster highway in the style of like a retro board game commercial because again i love it that's what got us into gaming is the, the retro stuff which is why monster highway yeah. has that like that wacky theme that we love yeah. the, the retro stuff yeah so, yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah well so that's so, awesome so yeah we were talking uh we were talking about crossfire an infamous game here on this show back in the green room uh what are some mm. of your maybe childhood favorite games that you guys grew up with anything uh that you guys used to play all the time as kids uh dizzy dizzy dinosaurs there you go. Yeah, we were just Andrew and I were just talking about that. I think Mom, probably in our in our private life. Uh, you know, I just just texting Andrew at three a.m. You know, you you up, you remembering Dizzy Dizzy Dinosaur or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we were just talking about that one. Yeah, that was that was that was a wild one. That was one of our one of our go tos. I was like, if you guys ever want a crazy time, like you could both bring a copy each and you do a double dizzy. It's insane. Whoa, that sounds awesome. It's been done. It's been done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's happened. Double it's dizzy. It's too wild for me. Dizzy. I'm too old for that. That's, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andrew's kind of got a Mycroft thing, uh, you know, thing going. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. He's a single dizzy kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a single dizzy kind of guy. One dizzy is enough. <laughs> one right. dizzy. He's I see two dizzies. I'm a, yeah. I'm a gas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, <laughs> too much. <laughs> 
uh, what um, uh, shark attack yeah shark attack was good shark yeah. attack yeah mm-hmm. do you guys remember the old fireball island too i remember one time oh, when yeah. i was a kid my brothers got it for christmas and our babysitter <laughs> i don't know why maybe we i think maybe we just convinced them but he like took them up to the attic and that's where they kept the christmas presents and we found out that they were going to get fireball island for christmas oh my, god. Oh my gosh that's I not ever i didn't know that you had that pete wow wow that's, uh-huh. that's yeah i mean i don't honestly i don't know that we didn't i don't know that we played a lot or maybe i didn't maybe they didn't include me a lot let's let's put it that way they're six years older than i am so <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> so if you guys had to choose between a streetwise orphan or a dirty dog to find a clue for you you know which one do you choose and this is uh, this is directly from the game here so Ooh. Hmm. you dog. can either get a streetwise the dog, the dog, the dog knows yeah. the streets well I'd have to go mm-hmm. yeah 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 they, they know yeah. who's giving out the donuts at the end of the day when they're stale and getting the food yeah and, yeah you know, that's my kind of know, clue honestly you mm-hmm. know the paper boys routes they yeah they're mm-hmm. yep definitely uh and it's a dirty they specify in the rule book for some reason that he's a dirty dog i don't know if that's like a sherlock thing or not they try to they try to stay true to the books or whatever and they just they do like an entire couple of sentences about how dirty the dog is and it's like all right i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why you had to tell us this but i think that also but i think that solidifies his street credit you know what i mean sure how about we talked about you guys uh having like a favorite game growing up have you had over the course of your life a favorite detective doesn't have to be sherlock Ooh. it could be but it also could be you know matlock you know could be i got one. uh angela lansbury <laughs> i i think i'd be more on the like inspector gadget kind of level yeah yeah the more lighthearted, uh not so serious fun quirky I think that would kind I, of play oh, into our totally kind of forgot about that yep. inspector gadget. Yeah, right? I was gonna say inspector yeah. gadget. Yeah. Wow. Or yeah, who's he's kind of like the James Bond of and Mr. Bean. I don't know. It's like a little bit of yeah wackiness. Well, that was but... that actually takes mine because I was gonna say Mr. Bean. Yeah. <laughs> like the, uh, quirky, probably, they somehow yeah, just... solve the solve the crime, but so, you know it's like Bob and I somehow like, things get done. <laughs> things get done. <laughs> 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 i don't know what do you think andrew i mean i'm sure mr bean has played a detective at some point there's always detective s- stabler from svu too and uh, <clears throat> you know i was gonna I say inspector gadget but then i also thought i used to like to watch oh, on yeah. that good night that show uh get smart where he used to talk into the shoe i don't know if you remember that show like the old school Ooh. get smart it like, was on nick at night yeah i think it was from the wow. 60s or 70s or something like that i'm not sure but um yeah right 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 yeah, okay. I, I guess they made a movie probably later, right? Um, well, they made like a more recent one with Steve Carell and everything. Oh, so Steve I didn't know Carell, if you were trying to. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. show was kind of funny. I mean, he he like talked into his shoe uh, as mm. a as like a cell phone, I guess. And, yeah, uh, and actually, Bob and Ryan, you guys probably wouldn't know this, but Andrew kind of loves when guys talk into their shoe. It's just so funny. funny. Um, it's kind of one of his. That's kind of yeah. his humor. <laughs> he was <laughs> walking. Guys he, talking into their shoe. He liked walking to his secret base. Like he'd walk through all these doors that were like uh, yeah. opening and closing, like a hallway full of doors, and just went on and on forever. Um, so that yeah, just cracked me up yeah. as a kid. He's walking on his phone through those doors, basically um i i don't think you know what i mean because if, sh- if his shoe is a phone no i'm just saying though but he's walking on his phone and then he hmm, oh he's walking on his phone must on his be foot. yeah uh how about this must uh must have been a nokia 
know what I mean? Yeah, right, yeah, that's yeah. that's that old <laughs> gag about how they're indestructible. If he's walking yeah. on his phone and it's, you know. That's right. That was a little <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. A detective, uh, I'm trying to think of all the different uh, detectives that are out there. And man, how about, the uh, it really is the, the key if one. Hmm. What, if, what if we're going like, you know, thinking a little outside of the box? I mean, yeah. Scooby Doo is pretty good. Whoa, well, there you go. Scooby Doo is good. I mean, literally the mystery machine. I right? think, yeah. yeah. And then you got all the Scooby Doo ripoffs like uh, Jabberjaw. You know what I mean? And oh, right. uh, uh, who, man? Um, and uh, and and now, what didn't Scooby Doo have like a, a cousin or something like that? I think Andrew and I have talked about this on the, the podcast. That there's always like the there's always the country cousin. Well, they're scrappy, but then there's oh, yeah. there was like a gray, big gray Great Dane oh. too that was one of his cousins. Right? There's always a country cousin. Oh, <laughs> the main character back in the day on like the Hanna Barbera cartoons, you know what I mean? And they like wear a they like wear a different hat, and that's how you know. <laughs> yeah, or they're wearing like overalls, but one of the buttons is missing. You know, it's like oh, they're, yes, you know. yes, oh, they're the country, the, the, the right, country right. cousin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay, so we got our favorite detectives very clear, clearly defined mm. here. Since we're talking about detective brothers here, um, besides you two guys, uh. Do you have a uh, a favorite famous brothers from uh, either from real life or fiction? Mm. Ooh, famous brothers. Um, I would probably go maybe well just just off the top of my head just because I'm a big Marvel fan, but the Helmsworth brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the real yep. life uh, Helmsworth brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh, you mean as far that as like fictional good. characters? No, no, no. You're right. I, I think I, that. I would, okay. Yeah. That's good. I think that covers that too, for sure. Uh, let's yeah, think about brothers. Good. Oh, and Scrap, Scrappy, and Scooby are cousins. We've established, right? They're not brothers. Uh, yeah, now, Pete. Now you're gonna have all the Scooby Doo uh, fans on you about. Oh, right, no. right, right, right. <laughs> the the Scooby heads are yep. coming for us. They're gonna be tweeting. Thanks for having us, guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys better. You guys, yeah, you guys better yep. bail now before. Selling <laughs> like your friends. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow um, he's a I, fictional oh i didn't realize that scrappy was supposed to be a great dane puppy interesting is it his son oh, he is the nephew he's nephew. the nephew of oh he's the nephew hmm. Hmm. the nephew of the nephew so scooby had a sister that had a kid that's maybe. a good point how come we never saw scooby's sister yeah where's yeah, yeah where's the family yeah there huh. could have been a fallen out maybe maybe that it, was one of the a, mysteries this is a Kermit situation where we never, we always see the nephew for some reason, and he's always around, and we don't yeah. know why. Yeah. Huh. There's a, there's a sad story there somewhere, but it's somewhere, a good story. Yeah. That's one of the deleted episodes. <laughs> that was an episode they saw. They're like, we can't air this. Famous brothers. Let me think. There's, of course, Cain and Abel. You know what I mean? <laughs> Going back to the originals. Going back to the originals. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, my favorite. Uh, talking about Kane. How about the other Kane? Kane and the Undertaker. Uh, I was were... just gonna say that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, old that's, nice. that's where I was gonna go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I like Undertaker. That. It, it was always great when they would fight each other and it would just turn into like choke slamming each other back and forth. Uh, I mean, just the theatrics were great back uh-huh. then. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. I don't know how famous, but the ones that I, I mean, I, I kind of admire it because it's kind of like our situation. Um, 
Bob and I, we also play in a band together. Oh, and uh, wow, so there's, we, we like this band called Chevelle and the lead singer yeah, and the drummer, sure, sure, are, yeah. they're brothers. So it's like whenever, whenever I hear there's a band that that's you know brothers and it, it's like I like them even more. But it's pretty much I mean Chevelle's three three guys in a band and two of them are brothers. Started out with three brothers and now it's two brothers and a brother-in-law. But anyways, they, yeah. So that's wow. That's kind so of other I'm bands, <clears throat> other bands you guys are into Oasis and um, uh... yeah. Are you thinking about everybody <laughs> yeah. with them with yeah. brothers? Hanson, uh... I guess you guys like a lot. You know, Umbop. That, that one, that's a good one. The Hanson, yeah. <laughs> if our camera's on, you see my shirt right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, oh, look! I just looked it up on uh, Google here, Andrew, and it looks like they're listing the Ninja Turtles as brothers. Do you think that's a canon? I don't Ooh. know. Well, see, are they brothers biologically? I mean, I, they're they're you know, I I think they're brothers by. You know, mm-hmm. by being raised as brothers, I think that's mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they are all actually um, biological brothers. I'm not sure. Oh, of course, you got Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah, those are good. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. these are all good. These are all great. Yakko and Wacko Warner, <laughs> huh? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Here. <laughs> At cat dog. <laughs> yeah, cat. Well, well, hold on, cat dog. They are not brothers, are they? Oh, I guess are they not? Well, they're I mean, they're one. Know. They're one. No, I guess. Oh, um, I guess that's true. Well, all right, you're about to get into some real shaky territory, Andrew. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cartoon you people. Been, have you, you seen bet, Forrest Gump to... before? Forrest Gump. You guys yeah. have seen Forrest yeah. Gump. Yeah. So I just yeah. was watching yeah. the the movies that made us. It was on mm-hmm. TV last. Oh night. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were doing the Forrest Gump thing, and there was like a fun little fact there. So. Tom Hanks, uh, during that running sequence at the end, the film uh, production company was like, it was like over budget and they didn't, they wanted to cut out that whole running sequence when he goes to like all those different shots around the, the country. Right. right. Oh, yeah. And in order to try to expedite it, they actually brought in Tom Hanks's brother to act as a like double for him for some of those running scenes. Oh, so wow. they could cover like a bunch of different ah. shots a lot quicker. So his brother, Stood wow. in for him, which I never knew. I was like, "Well, that's kind of cool." I wow. never knew cool. that either. I did. I, I think his brother. They they might be good brothers actually, because I um, I think his brother does a lot of stuff for him. I saw an interview with him one time where somebody had a uh, Woody doll from Toy Story, and mm-hmm. they were like squeezing it and or like pulling the uh, the cord, and it was saying all his catchphrases. And they're like, "Is this you?" He's like, "No, that's my brother. My brother does all that stuff." Uh, so oh, he does. Like, his brother does the voices for Woody for the toys, or yeah, whatever? for like toys oh. or video games or whatever. Like if he can't wow. do it, his brother does. Oh, that's cool. So he's got like a whole, wow. you know. <laughs> so if one of you guys ever well, becomes, you know, famous, then maybe the other one could kind of like, you know, uh, yeah, just fill in yeah. for the yeah. other one for all yeah. the merchandise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, and also it kind of brings a. That's a good way to end uh, the question about you know favorite famous brothers because it brings us to probably the ultimate two famous brothers which is of course colin and chet hanks you know what i mean probably somebody two guys who we equally look up to as uh <laughs> yes yeah um <laughs> right it is a uh, by this time it might not be white boy summer anymore but um by the time you're listening to this but no um <laughs> Well, this has been just riveting talking about brothers here. Uh, <laughs> I want to bring it back to board games for a second here. Um, Brian, Bob, uh, can you guys uh, let our listeners know where they can find out 
uh, more about you guys and uh, your games. Sure. Uh, you can find us on the web. Uh, we're at one day West games.com. Uh, we're also like on all our social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at one day West games. Yep. And uh, then and uh, we you, also, you, we have yeah, YouTube. Uh, you can get our, uh, our commercials on there too for at one day West games. Yeah. Oh, nice. All your commercials are on your YouTube. All yeah. our ridiculous commercials. <laughs> yeah. Um, so guys, that's been uh, Bob and Ryan. We'll have all those links in the description of this episode too. So Bob, Ryan, thanks for thanks for coming on. And thanks uh, for coming on, guys. We're gonna we're excited to see everything that's about to come out from uh, from One Day West. This will be great. Awesome. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure making your acquaintance. Yeah, absolutely. There you it go. Right was back, a pleasure. Right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not too much of a pleasure, though. It's just an acquaintance. No. Right. Yeah, not too no, much. Of a don't get, don't get an, an acquaintance worth of pleasure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's been Bob and Ryan. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Man, that was so fun talking to them, wasn't it, Andrew? Yeah, both both great people. I just during that whole thing, I'm thinking, man. We, which one would I rather be brothers with? Which one would you rather talk to? You know? Oh, that's a little bit too hard for me to decide, Andrew, but I can uh, make it easy on you by playing a great short game of Would You Rather. Would You Rather. Okay, yes, and of course I didn't mean anything. They're both great. I, I, I couldn't choose between those two brothers. But um, yeah. would you rather... Would you rather, this is, of course, we're going to play the classic game of Would You Rather, play this game of uh, Holmes, Sherlock and Mycroft, or blank. Okay. What are we going to do? Andrew, I'll lead us off. Would you rather play this game, Sherlock, Holmes, and Mycroft, Mm -hmm. or blow up Parliament? Think carefully, (laughs) because the FBI is listening. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't want to get James Bond on my tail or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, I, guess I, I would rather much rather. M- MI six? Is that who? MI five? I think the real there's Ooh. the one in James Bond is MI six, and the one in real life is MI five. I think. I don't oh, know. I, something like that. Okay. Yeah, I think that's all. Right. You know what? You know the only MI I care about is MIB, Men in Black, baby. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, well, they might get on our case, too, if we start bombing Parliament, if there well, are aliens involved. They will because of the, all the aliens that are shaking the president's hands in the <laughs> in the Rose Garden of, oh, wait, the Parliament right, is well, different I did, from the White House. But. I did read that uh, I did read that tabloid that said that the Queen is actually an alien. So, um, yeah, so kind of we'd probably have the men in black on our case here. So what do you think? What would you yes. go with? I would uh, rather play this game, obviously, yeah. because it just seems like way too much work to... Um, Bomb yeah. Parliament, and also pretty also, illegal. So I'm not going to do it. Also illegal, and also I have no, I I have no idea about British politics. So sorry, <laughs> I don't have that kind of time. So I don't. That's hey, that, that's uh, that's for someone else to blow up, not me. Yes. You know what? Speaking of the Queen being an alien in the tabloid, Pete, uh, would you rather uh, play this game, or would you rather uh, write a gossip article for a tabloid? Wow, just like one of the characters in the uh, in the game there, who is the. Uh, he- the, you know the 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 juicy the tabloid uh, journalist yes. who gives and you rumors. Remember, yes, and remember that these types of uh, rumorous articles are not based at all in fact. So you can have some fun with this one, Pete. Mm, yep. But sounds like work to me, Andrew. I don't like writing a single thing that I don't have to, um, even my own <laughs> name. So I'm going to go ahead and play this game. Good call. Good call. Yeah. 
Andrew, would you rather play this game or be able to anamorph, but only into the form of a dirty and clumsy dog? <laughs> um, wow, that's a gr- uh, dirty and clumsy. Yeah. Um, man, you know what? Actually, it's funny because the next one I had on my list was, would you rather play this game or be a dirty and clumsy dog? See, so it's a little bit different. You're saying, could so I mine anamorph is you into can just, a dirty? Yeah, you can anamorph yeah. anytime you want, but only into... A dirty, clumsy dog. And in yours, uh, I'll answer yours because yeah. you just have to be a dirty, clumsy dog. I'll answer yours first. I would love to be a dirty, clumsy dog because I bet they're living their best life oh. and they're loving it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's good. Yeah, I'm going to say that I would be able to anamorph into a dirty, clumsy dog because then yeah. you kind of get the best of both worlds. You know, at least mm-hmm. then I could still play other board games and still be a dirty, clumsy and dog. Then, yeah, and then whenever you're done playing the board game, you just become the dog again and have a great life. Yeah, I love it. Right. That's actually very good. Now, am I, stir- am I still dirty like when I turn back into a human? Yeah. Is that like... Uh, yeah, okay. you're, pig- right. you're pigment from Peanuts. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Um, Pete, would you rather play this game or be an orphan on the streets of London? Wow, Andrew, you know what my next one was? Would you rather play this game or be an extremely street smart orphan? Um, so in <laughs> I your think case, kind of went down the same road. In your case, <laughs> it makes no. I don't have any say in how street smart I am. I just happen to be an oh, orphan, so I'll definitely play the game. Be, you're just an orphan. But in my, okay. you—that's the trade-off. Is your you your parents are dead, but you are pretty street smart. Uh, um, no, nah, I still play this game. I don't care how street yeah. smart I am. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of uh, my parents being dead, personally. So, uh, Andrew, uh, would you rather play this game or go against your brother in court? Um, play this game? That sounds pretty horrible. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, exactly. I mean, unless what you're getting out of it is pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to avoid being in a court in any capacity, usually. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that sounds even worse. So, yeah, it's no. a good point. Good point. Uh, I play this game, Pete. Would you rather play this game or have your own personal bellboy? Wow, Andrew. Well, you know me. I believe in workers' rights, and I would certainly. I don't have the kind of money to pay a bellboy. I don't want it. Uh, and I would not want to have them in my employ and not pay them well. So I'm going to play this game, Andrew. Okay. And I'll, I'll get my own luggage or whatever. Andrew, would you rather play this game or own 24 miniature magnifying glasses? <laughs> now, are these made of cardboard or are they real? Functional? No, these are real mi- miniature magnifying glasses. Uh, wow. Because we already That's own 24 miniature cardboard magnifying glasses since we own this game that's true i would still play this game i mean if Mm -hmm. if it's going to be a miniature magnifying glass Mm -hmm. how many you'd have to hold it really close to things i think well or you could like give them away to like mice or whatever (laughs) good point good point so if you have a lot of mice in your life that you gotta buy christmas presents for you know what i mean now you're covered if you have 24 mice in your life would you rather play this game or be able to commit unlimited crimes and seemingly survive anything a la Moriarty? Oh, Holmes's if I could nemesis. be Moriarty? Uh, I'm not interested necessarily. Oh, no, you're not Moriarty, but you, you, just, oh. you just have the ability to to always seem like you're dead, but then come oh. back and uh, hmm. never seem to pay for your crimes. Right, 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 right. Interesting. Hmm. 
I this is kind of appealing to me, but it would have to be the right crimes, um, and it would have to be the kind of thing that benefits you know the, the working class and the poor. Uh, so it's kind of like a Robin, Robin I guess Robin a Robin Hood type, type situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, crimes, but crimes. not like Interesting. in hmm. uh, what's that game? Not like in oh uh, yeah, not like in um uh, ro- uh the Uwe Rosenberg classic, uh, you know, whatever that game's called. Robin of Loxley. Robin of Loxley, is what it's where called. that has, yeah, this game has more to do with Robin Hood than that game does, quite frankly, in theme. <laughs> uh, Andrew, would I want to be able to do crimes? That is appealing to me. Man, oh man. Yeah, I'll just go with that, Andrew, because I could steal money from some big rich guy like uh, Jeff Bezos or something like that, and, I, and I'd be able to get away from it. And so I'd say, yeah, that's good. Perfect. Yeah. And I'll just play one of the other 20,000 Sherlock Holmes games instead, if I need to. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, would you rather play this game or collect a bunch of used cigarettes as evidence? (laughs) Uh, I'd rather play this game. Um, Okay. Used cigarettes are definitely something that grosses me out for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you say you say okay like yeah like okay a, like a so you're not solving crimes like okay so somebody's you know justice <laughs> is not served just because you're kind of skeeved out by some uh some roaches some some roached cigarettes some some oh as they call them uh darts in uh britain i think uh smoking darts for cigs so you're not gonna some you know some darts some okay. used darts yeah it's it's cool slang that i that i picked up from uh, overseas, uh, smoking right. darts. Have you ever been to England before? I've never, I've never no. been to no, England before. Been, yeah, no, right. okay, good. <laughs> okay. No, didn't think so. No, the darts are too expensive there. Um, all right. Okay, uh, all right. So you're not, so you're not picking up the the darts. From no, the I'm not. Okay, the used cigarettes. Okay, fair enough. I don't. Uh, oh yeah, good point. Actually, I should be. It's like litter. I should be picking them up. No, I'm not. Um, Pete, would you rather play this game or have your nickname be Porky? But wow. uh, before you answer, just remember that you get to be really strong and you can beat people up. Whoa. Okay. So, I mean, I don't mind being called Porky. I don't care. Um, so I'll go with really strong and beat people up. Honestly, yeah, why not? Okay. What if you uh, you can't wear pants a la Porky Pig? Even better. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hey, listen! Don't threaten me with a good time, Andrew. Uh, you, you know, uh, Andrew. Would you rather play this game or be able to, after talking to two people in the same day, just make yourself unavailable to anyone else? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's. Uh... I can do that if I want to. I could just say no, I'm not available, right? Yeah, right. but people so might saying... think you're kind of weird for for doing it just after talking to two people or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, let's say you wake uh, up. Let, let me I put it see. this way: you have a wife and two kids right now. So the minute right. you talk to two of them, oh, <laughs> you can't even. You're not even going to talk to the third. So. I see. Wow. So they. So even my own family counts as okay. It's not just like people yeah. at work or whatever. It's oh yeah. Okay. Um. Wow. Uh. Then no, I'd rather play this game. Okay. I, fair I, enough. I just don't think I'd be able to get a lot done if I if I did that. You know. Yeah. 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 I know, but it would be uh, great. Doesn't it sound like heaven? You know. Yeah. On days that we recorded the podcast, I'd be real careful not to talk to one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm kind of uh, talking to me is kind of like talking to two people. So I'm going to need you to just abstain for the day. You know what I mean? All right. If we have acquaintances on, boom, that's it. That's the whole day Uh-oh. right there. Okay, Pete, I got one more here for you. Uh, would you rather play this game or get to spend the day with the king of Bohemia? Wow. Uh, I don't know that Bohemia still exists as a special <laughs> province or Well, not with a still. king, I guess, right? Um, I'm sure it's still like it's still spend, there, right? Spend the day. Oh yeah, maybe it's Oh, okay. I got you. Is it still called Bohemia? I don't know. Maybe. Um well, that's kind of cool. I bet somebody but I also that. I don't know what's a king going to do that I, I that I find that fun. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play the game, Andrew. I just I don't think the life that a king lives is really the life for me. I don't know what they do. Yeah. They probably get a, some crazy stuff, but it's like honestly, most of it is probably not stuff I am gonna particularly enjoy. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, you think there was a queen of Bohemia? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I uh, I know that they. You know, they'd be singing a rhapsody about it, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, there has to be more to this a little, than <laughs> a little, little dad joke. I there could not. Yeah, I could not it. see where you were going with it, but I was like, huh, this would be really weird if this didn't lead somewhere. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's that song where they go. Is is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Hey, speaking of that, our next segment. Is this just fantasy? No, we're not doing that segment this time. We are doing the segment. <laughs> we are doing the segment called "Life of the Party." Life of the Party. Is this the real life? <laughs> Is this the life of the party? Yeah, Andrew, that was, uh, speaking of misdirection, you know what I mean? Uh, so you do know what that <laughs> what that is. Andrew, this is, of yes. course, life of the party. Um, not is this just fantasy. This is, of course, life of the party where we make this into a party game. Even though you ain't going to no party, you lonely suckers out there. Um, but let's That's say right. some off, it's off chance, some alternate reality you do. Um how are you going to turn home Sherlock and Mycroft into a party game? Andrew, I think it's pretty clear. What you mm-hmm. do is everyone who comes to this party is a character, right? That you can that you can access. Okay. Uh, okay. And so as everyone comes in the door, you hand them a random assortment of cigarettes, buttons, bullets, <laughs> or sticks of dynamite, which are of course the clues that are that are the suits, the suits of the cards, the yep. clues in the game. And you say, put this in your pocket. And if Pete or Andrew come to talk to you, hand them these cigarettes. You know what I mean? Uh, and if they both come to talk to you, you have to go lie down on the bed for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and so also, really, it's just yeah. And they kind of they kind of don't have just, a choice. We're playing the right. We're playing the game, and they're just kind of like yeah. uh, you know facilitating it. Yeah, this is what a party. What this, a party. They're going to this. Hey, listen, they want to spend time with the big boys, me and you. This is how they got to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, and also they want to spend time with Porky and, uh, you know, and Dirty Dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They have to. This is how they got to do it. Uh, your mm-hmm. your uh, nickname is Pork, is uh, Dirty Dog in this case. Andrew, also one random person is chosen to be the bellboy and they have to, like, take everyone's coats. You know what I mean? Oh, perfect. Oh, and yeah. also, 
one random person has chosen to be the dog and it's just you just throw dirt on them when they walk in the door <laughs> they say, they're officially dirty. They have to walk around on all fours getting dirt thrown on them all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's okay, right. That's, cool. that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Pete, I have a kind of a similar idea to that. It, it um, But instead, it kind of gets everybody involved in the, actually playing the game. Um, okay. But also, maybe it's maybe it's a little more Not interesting. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before everybody comes over to your house for a party, in order to decorate, here's what you do. Oh. Get a bunch of get a bunch of buttons and <laughs> bullets and use cigarettes, sticks of dynamite, and just just litter them around your house. Okay. okay, just just go hide them around your house in different places. Leave some on the floor. Some can be a little bit trickier to find. You know, just put them all around. Yeah, and uh, then it's kind of like an Easter egg hunt. Then people come over and it's just like, hey, everybody, try and find as many uh, you know, use cigarettes as you can. Yeah, and then. At the end, you just kind of count up, same as in the game. You know, they're each worth a certain amount of points. You just count up who had the most mm-hmm. uh, buttons, and that person gets a score, you know, right. but subtracted from other people who had buttons. Um, That's right. And and you know what the, the kicker to this game is? Yeah. On their way in the door, everyone gets way too many magnifying glasses. So many magnifying <laughs> glasses, they can't even hold them, okay? And so... The fun part of this is just that it's really kind of the tough part is just carrying all these magnifying glasses around. They oh, don't yeah. even all fit in your pockets. Yeah, like yeah, you're, yeah. You're you're dropping them all the time, and so yeah, that's that's the game. I thought you were gonna say as soon as the people walk in through the door, they're they are um, they are convicted of a crime, and if they don't find <laughs> enough buttons or bullets or whatever, they will in fact go to jail. <laughs> yes. I tell them that uh, they're the ones who blew up Parliament. Yeah, they're exactly. going to jail unless unless you can find <laughs> you, all the used cigarettes I threw around my house. <laughs> as soon as everybody comes in the door, you say hi. Yes, I called the police and told them that you were that you were a suspect in the. I turned you in as a suspect in the bombing of Parliament. Also, I bombed Parliament, and uh, <laughs> and then I and then I gave them your name on the anonymous tip line as the. Uh, but come on in. Hey. Just trying to make game night fun, you know. That's yeah. all I'm trying to do. Just trying to just trying to make sure there's high stakes here. Uh, so, <laughs> go ahead and try to find the bullets I put all around. Just like they're terrified, and <laughs> just like, <laughs> <laughs> and I lock the doors and go ahead and scrounge for bullets in here. Andrew, um, that brings us to the end of this episode, where we ask two could play this game, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? Yes, it's not quite the end. Yeah, we got to talk about this question. Two could play that game, but should they? Hmm. How sure are you that two people should play this game? We're going to give this game a rating from zero to 100%. That's right. Uh, and how much we liked it. So um, I'm going to, I'm Pete, I'm going to take the liberty of going first here. Okay. Why not? I'm just kind of a sure. Sherlock type of guy that way. Yeah, shooting from uh, the hip. I'm going to say, I'm going to give this one, uh, you know, I like this game. Yeah. I, I do like this game. Uh, I I happen to like these set collecting games. I think yeah. I, I I like Lost Cities. I like yeah. uh, Jaipur, and I like this one too. I'm giving it uh, an 82. You know? Wow! So awesome. Yeah, I I especially liked. I said this while we were playing this a few times. Was I especially like how it's not like those Uwe Rosenberg games where you can both choose the same action in the round. 
Uh-huh. Um, yeah. That for me, that for me is huge because as we've established on this show many times, I do not like the games where it's I take it, then you can't. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So I love that aspect of it. Um, I did, you know, I, I running through my mind, I did kind of think not quite as much as those reviewers, but I did think uh, the the theme is kind of. I know you read the you read the instruction manual more than I do, but the, I love instruction <laughs> the, manuals. <laughs> you read all the flavor text, but um, the the theme is kind of like it doesn't really matter that much. But I did like that the characters were on there, and I liked the fact that one of them was a dog, and so we. I always love this when we come up with little, like, you know, nicknames for the people and stuff like that. Pete, Pete and I do that all the time when we play oh, yeah. games. So, um, you know, that's always fun. And it's just a well-designed game, I think. Uh, there are yeah. tough choices to make. Yeah. And it was always pretty close uh, several times that we played. And something that we – I don't think we even mentioned this. The game – well, we mentioned this part. The game is different every time because the cards come up in different order. But mm-hmm. you can also – there are, like, little mods that you can add to this game. There yeah. are bad guy cards, right? Like right. Moriarty and his, and his apprentice or whatever. Yeah. You can throw those in the mix. And if you pull those up, then something's – something bad happens you have to right. give up some uh clues or whatever mm-hmm. uh and there's there's also the option of uh the whole the um sherlock and mycroft card where you take turns you can re- you can reserve a card right uh, even if you can't pay for it right then and you can reserve that one for yourself and then the other person has a chance to do it on their yep. turn and a so whole, a whole new mechanic ways. that is like a modu- yeah. module that you can decide to add or not to the game so they yeah they built in variations to the base game that come right in the package so on, on the face of it, it's kind of a simple set collecting game, but really there's there's a lot to it. So I yeah. I uh, I gave it eighty two. It's you know yeah. the set collecting is never going to be super super great for me, but eighty two is just about just about as good as it gets for most of these games. Right yeah. Now. So I like it eighty two percent. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I agree with you that like there is a surprising amount of depth and strategy to this game uh, more than I thought. That's for sure. I'm going to say 79% sure that two people should play this game, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, now, in all transparency, we were sent this game by the publisher, Devere. But again, as we've said before, we're going to give it to you straight. If we don't like the game, we'll tell you. If we do like it, we'll tell you, etc. Know what I mean? So uh, you yes. can't buy us unless you give us a bunch of money. But that didn't. that doesn't happen. <laughs> Um, so, and, and again, a notice to, we only say that so that if there are publishers out there that want to give us a lot of money, Hey, buy us out. But, uh, but they did not do that. (laughs) They just sent us this game and we played it and we liked it. Uh, this has mechanics from some games that I love, Andrew, Lost Cities, Jaipur, just like you. I like those games a lot too. Caverna Cave versus Cave, you know, even more straightforward worker placement games like Agricola. I love worker placement games. Um, I'm not as big on set collection as you, but I always find it fun. Um, and so the, the slamming together of those two worlds is right up my alley. Uh, this is another one where yeah. I didn't expect much based on the eye test. Like when I, when I saw the game, I was like, yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, yeah, this right. doesn't, looking at this does not excite me or whatever. And then I was just very pleasantly surprised. And I was like, man, had a good time. Had a very good time. Know what yeah. I mean? Um, I, they, they did a, a really good job making it so that almost all the games feel close. Like you said, it always feels like the score is kind of close. You know what I mean? And I, they did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like they, they specifically that that means they balance the game really well. You know what I mean? Like that's not that's yeah. not just like a um, random coincidence. You know what I mean? That is that is something that comes mm-hmm. from working on the game, uh, and it kind of keeps tension high. I think. Um, 
and uh, it's not too long. We talked about how it's it's it does not feel long. The pace feels good. It does have some rough edges, like uh, certain card abilities that are kind of useless if they appear too early in the game or too like too late in the game. But yeah, that's like I, like we mentioned before about like the exhausting affecting both players equally. So does that. You know, what I mean, if if a card is kind of useless because it comes up at a certain point in the game and it just it makes it too expensive or it makes it just like not useful at that point and yada yada yada. That is the case for both players, so it does not feel like that's yeah. anything's unfair. You know what I mean? So, uh, well, and every game you play is going to be different. So I and it's yeah. a pretty short game to play. So it's like, well, yeah. that 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 game it didn't work out, but you could play the next game. It, that card could come up early instead mm-hmm. of late, and then then it could be really useful. So yeah, it depends. Yeah, and this is one of those ones, Andrew, where I don't know. I mean, you might not you might not settle in for if you want something that you can really sink your teeth into with like your your. Uh, playing group like you might end up not going with this one maybe you start the night with this one or whatever maybe it's a filler game for you between games or something like that but also quite frankly if you're not having a night where you just really want to get something heavy you want to get into something a little bit lighter but still feel like you are like making decisions uh, and like employing like tactics and strategy and stuff like that it's like this is this is great I could I could see us you and I just playing this just kind of like lightly as we do stuff in a you know uh, a house or something like that as we do do something else or we talk or whatever yada 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 yeah so uh, i would play this game with you anytime so i'm 79 percent sure that two people should play this game andrew let's go ahead and see where that stacks up next to some other games we've played on our leaderboard leaderboard okay let's take a look at the old leaderboard for this one uh let's see so uh, where is this thing? This leaderboard is getting so huge here. Okay, yeah, so, man. uh, I gave it an 82, you gave it a 79, so we have to average that out to get our final score here. Wow, this one is going to, oh boy, this one is going to average out to an 80 and a half percent. We are officially 80.5% 80. 80. sure. sure. That yep. two should play this game. Now, Andrew, if that sounds familiar to the eagle-eared <sighs> listeners, it is because that is wow. a score... That has been bestowed upon two other games already. Um, this is unprecedented. Yeah. Man. One of which was two episodes ago. La Havre, the Inland Port, also had a, an average score from us of 80.5. That was one that I loved and you did not like. But it still landed at yeah. 80.5. And that is why that one will be one spot above home, Sherlock and Mycroft. As we've said, if one of us is one is super passionate about one of the games it does bump it up yep. and so the fact that i gave that one a high score of 94 means that one will be above it um but also it shares the score of 80.5 with shores of tripoli another game that we that we like uh-huh. that we covered in the beginning of the season uh and that one uh you gave that one an 81 and I gave it an 80. So it just falls right below home, Sherlock and Mycroft, because you happen to do have the high score among those four scores with your 82 for home. 82. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's right wow. there. It's neck and math. neck. Uh, and that's just I mean, how talk math ab- works out. Talk about a good trio of games. You know, La Havre, the Inland yeah. Port, Home, Sherlock and Mycroft, and Shores of Tripoli. That's. Well, that's so you could night, say that they're tied, but. You could say that they're tied, but officially on the leaderboard, that is going to put Holmes, Sherlock, and Mycroft at number 22 on the leaderboard Mm -hmm. out out of current 47. That's right. Right right around the 
the mid range there. And I mean, hey, um, eighty and above, you're you got a solid game on your hands, in my in my opinion. You know what I mean? Uh, that's that that it, it it you know obviously it's twenty below a hundred or whatever, but it's like that don't mean that it's that don't mean that it's a bad game because it's eighty above zero. Know what I mean, Andrew? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eight out of ten, not bad. Yeah. Uh, I do we have time for this, Pete? I was going to do a little a little experiment here. You see, uh, these other set collecting games that we've talked about on the show here, oh, very yeah. famous ones. Lost Cities coming in actually below that number twenty four at a, just just below it at an eighty yeah. percent. Two spots below um, it at an eighty percent. Yeah. Okay. Very similar. Um, yeah. and that that one I remember saying. You know that that it just felt like you could play that game with a deck of cards. That was mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. main kind of low price, and I did rate that one slightly lower. Yeah, um, it's a fun game, but I like this game and Jaipur because it adds in a little bit more. It has the character cards, and you know, yeah, Jaipur a little has more the money, flair the camel to it, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. A little bit, they add a little bit more to it that maybe you couldn't just get at home. Yeah. Um, but shooting up to the other one that I mentioned, Jaipur, that's way up at number sixteen. Uh, that's right, eighty four. Four and a half. 84 so, and a half. So, I mean, it's it's technically like six spots higher, but it's only uh, four points higher. You know what I mean? So, it's right there. Yeah, All of these yeah. are kind of neck and neck in this Three area. Three points higher. So, um, oh, no, four points. You're right. So, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, there is kind of like a, uh, you know, there's kind of a, a theme going there with these set collection That's games. That's kind of where you know I mean? we... We're not, we're not putting yeah. them at the top, even though we really like them. Uh, because like you said, it's just like, there's maybe, maybe there's just other me- mechanics, mechanisms in games that we like a little bit better, but, uh, but these yeah. are all games that do this really well and leave us with a, with feeling really good after playing them. So I'm also looking at another Devere game that we were sent Paris, La Cité de la Lumière. Oh yeah. That's up at number, number 13 at 85 and a half. So mm-hmm. Uh, well, that yeah, one we, I feel like has more really like, going on. Yeah, I really like that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. you really like that one. I yeah. didn't like that one as much. I like the, I like this one better than that one. Oh, I see. Yeah, I can see that with the scores. Interesting. Yeah, it's um, almost like it's almost like you and I want two different th- two different things out of games. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Andrew, if you want to, I we we've been going on and on about the leaderboard here, but yeah. people, if it. I, it's kind of hard to see on an audio podcast only, I guess. But if you want to see this for yourself and analyze all the numbers, just like we're doing, crunch the numbers and compare things, please visit our, uh, where is it, on our Tumblr. That's to, right. Uh, to can play that, that com. Is that right? That's right, Andrew. And on there, you will be able to see the updated leaderboard at all times if you want to tune in. Heck, you can even click on a link that will bring you to like a Google Sheets version of it. And you can you can sort it yourself. So you can you yeah. can like sort by like Andrew. What's his top game? What's his bottom game? You know what I mean for his scores, etc. Yeah. Uh, and then you can really and then you can just go ahead wait till Andrew, you know, spends the day in Parliament and bomb it if you feel strongly about. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, um, speaking about never people, going to Parliament. Yeah, yeah, never. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little too dangerous in Parliament for me these days, Andrew. <laughs> um, that would not be cool. Officially, that's my take on it. But are we cool? Are we cool? Oh, such a nice transition on that one. Wow. After playing this game, are we still cool? So we got to keep track of our friendship points, as always. How many points did our friendship go up 
or down after right. playing this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete, I said plus two on the old friendship meter, oh, nice. uh, and I think that's uh, because we, like I said, we made up the fun nicknames for the characters. Dirty Dog yeah. came up uh, yeah. quite a bit. The, you know, so um, I enjoyed that, and like I said, I love the fact that you can both choose the same. If this, if you could not choose the one that your partner chose, I, I get angry at those games. Mm-hmm, so this one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm totally cool with. It's more like that. How did you say it? Side by side, solitaire. Kind yeah, of thing. simultaneous uh, solitaire or whatever that kind you of can't, thing. You yeah. can't mess each other up too much. There is a little bit of that. Of course, you need some. There's of a that little. In the game, there's I a guess, little take but... that in here, but right overall, not you're much. kind of working on your own set collection basically yeah. uh yeah andrew i said we went up by by one point i think this is an enjoyable time uh, even though it's a, a man's life is on the line <laughs> it does not feel uh that that serious you know what i mean it it, it feels a little bit lighter and uh quick right. and quick and breezy and but with a with a with a fair amount of crunch to it with a fair amount of texture to it and man I do love the flavor of the the flavor text of this world. The um, no, heck, you might even call this Flavor Town, Guy Fieri's Flavor Town. Uh, let's you love a, the flavor of that crunch. Get a reskin, you know what I mean, of this game with Guy Fieri's yeah. Flavor Town on the line, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, I just think that you there's so much. There's such a rich world to refer to uh, that you can't help mm. but uh, have little quips as you play about about what you're doing. Um, heck, even the instruction manual on the back, when it does like an example of like a of a round or whatever, it gets it gets it gets into some, it becomes oh, fan right. fiction where they taught where they really like explain the moves that people are making <laughs> by saying like and and then the next day Sherlock wanted to visit a dirty dog on the street and he pet him on the ears and he said give me some clues boy you know what I mean like it's it's uh it's it's good it's like this there's there's some there's some real tlc going on in this game in my opinion some real tender love and care um so uh so we were feeling that love andrew um we want them to continue feeling the love with us next week of course unless um they get another friend that's right in which case you're going to want to tune into a different podcast it's called I plead the third. That's where they discuss three-player board games and also pleading the third amendment in different situations. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And of course, uh, that is the right to not have your not have to ha- house soldiers in your home. Which is, <laughs> Andrew, man, I sure do love this document that is that should not be changed at all. You know what I mean? It just <laughs> that was written in the 1700s, where they had concerns such well, that- as having to house soldiers in your house you know what i mean like right right i'm not gonna get not gonna get too into it uh my opinion on the constitution but uh but what i will say is the third amendment is about (laughs) having to house soldiers in your house because it was a time period during which you would send random militia guys out to parts of the country where they could not be housed and they would just take people's houses and have them live in there. You know what I mean? Like, just like... Hey, man, it's it's important, you know? It's important. It's like, I don't want those soldiers in my house, you know? Yeah, uh, it's important. Tradition is very important, yeah. Andrew. Uh, Although, you know are, what? It, it is... Pete, it is an amendment, which uh, you know implies the fact that you can amend it. But uh, yeah. I'm just gonna leave off the fact that they haven't done that in like 30 years. So whatever. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a living document, Andrew. Except that it's not. 
it's not treated as such. Anyway, Andrew, uh, you know, unfortunately, there are very few times where you would make sense to plead the third these days. So I think the podcast is kind of over now. But uh, it was good while it lasted. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?